0: hello everyone and welcome back to the ideas podcast today we are live in b209 with a bunch of our wonderful members everyone say hello Um, Today we have a lot to talk about. We are going to discuss how to judge and how and if to consume older media that doesn't necessarily fit into our standards of wokeness nowadays. It's hard to know where to start with this topic, but I would just say we start off with the question, how should we judge these pieces of media? Like, is it fair to criticize them according to today's standards and our views nowadays, or should we just sort of accept that you know, older movies aren't necessarily going to be on par with our requirements of, you know, sensitivity.
1: I think that as long as something has the potential to do harm, it has to be judged by today's standards. For example, if a child reads a book with some really nasty stereotypes in it and then goes talking about those at school, that's going to look really bad for everyone. And it has the potential to brainwash people. So I think it's dangerous and it has to be judged by today's standards.
2: I would agree that if it's really like a widespread sort of stereotypical depiction of a certain group of people or something like that, then it definitely still presents an issue. And I think judging by today's standards isn't entirely wrong. However, you should also ask the question of like, if it really does diminish the value of the workers' whole in certain cases, obviously it's kind of not a good answer just to just be like, well, it depends on the work. But for, for some reason, the first example I'm thinking of is of mice and men, regardless of whether you like that book, I think we can all agree it is still a classic work of literature. And that definitely has some outdated language in it. And like the N-word appears multiple times and stuff. And I think we should just, I kind of ask the question if like, is it okay to sort of restrict that media if the message of the work as a whole is unrelated to those stereotypes?
0: I do agree with your point, Mew, that I think it does depend on the work that's being considered and also what role the offensive aspect that we would be considering plays in the work as a whole like what sort of inspired me to ask this question was when I was watching Blade Runner a couple days ago and there's this one scene where the main protagonist Deckard has this really weird and really kind of gross interaction with his love interest where he I mean he does rape her in a way he like he forces her to stay when she tries to leave and tells her like what to say to him before they start kissing or whatever. And it's a really weird scene. and makes you really uncomfortable. But then my question was like, because back then in 1985, I'm pretty sure it was when the movie was released way, it was way before the Me Too movement. So we didn't really have the same ideas and expectations around how to approach someone that you're attracted to or whatever. And like, they had a much different idea of what, is considered as rape and what is not. And so, although I expect that that scene probably also made audiences back then uncomfortable, it comes across very differently nowadays. And so, I read a lot of reviews that heavily criticized the movie for that s- scene, and I feel like that's justified. but. Yeah, my question was, like, is it justified to, as Miyu said, take away the value of the work as a whole because of scenes like that? And like, to me, I love Blade Runner. I think it's an amazing movie that has a lot of very interesting themes. And so, like, I think, of course, you know, if you don't want to watch that scene, that is entirely understandable. But I feel like, to me at least, yeah, I wouldn't say it's entirely fair to categorize it as an awful movie because of that scene I definitely think it is a bad scene that shouldn't have been made and that we should definitely consider as like a negative part of the movie but I think all in all in cases like that where it doesn't really play a huge role in the overall thematic language of the movie then I don't think we can really criticize the movie as a whole for scenes like that
3: yeah so back to the question of like how we can judge older media I definitely agree with what's been said that we have to judge it We can't just use the fact that it's old as an excuse. But I do think that we don't have to necessarily judge it differently than we would judge media nowadays. We do have to be realistic and know that the standards were different back then, whenever back then was. And I think what would be even more important is that we use older, outdated media as a almost guideline for how we can expect newer media to be or how we build up our standards for new newer media because um using older outdated language and themes or stereotypes as a comparison to what we want now and what we are striving for in society if you can phrase it like that i think that could be a valuable use of older media
2: Um, So yeah, I would really agree with that, especially what you said about knowing the context, like the historical context, which, like you said, you can't use the fact that it's an older piece of media as an excuse necessarily, but I think it is important to know the full details of what was going on at the time because some media would probably be even like back then uncomfortable or offensive and then some based on the standards of the time weren't necessarily so I think it is important to understand the context Um, one thing that came to mind which I think is also a movie that was on sort of our discussion list was the Rocky Horror Picture Show which definitely has by today's standards I mean it's a very strange movie as a whole I do I enjoyed it but it was very strange but I think some of the the themes and the, the depictions of especially the character Frank and frankenfotter are by today's standards a bit strange and outdated and the language used like he described himself as like a transvestite which you wouldn't i don't think that's a word you really use anymore and as a whole it does have some sort of uh, questionable from today's view again sort of depictions of like queer people as monsters and stuff like that. Like there's some interpretations you could have that aren't necessarily the best depictions. However, the film also had a huge impact at the time and was just such a huge step in representing queer people and like just people who are different Um, and having this, I mean, that's the whole theme of the movie is that it's kind of insane and like they're free to be themselves. And I think that was a huge step and people were really sort of proud of that like even in the queer community. So I think, yes, the language used is like outdated, but we should definitely still take into account what the movie did achieve. And I absolutely agree that that is not the case for every movie, like there's some, or every piece of media, um, there's some where the sort of negative influence would definitely outweigh that. But I think it's just important, like you said, to sort of have that context and be aware of those scenes before going into the movie.
3: Yeah, I just, this is just really quick. I was actually thinking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show as well because although I'm not really a fan of people being like, oh, look how far we've come in society and stuff because like, yeah, okay, but things are still bad. Let's not forget that. But I do think that using like these comparisons to see how gradually we have maybe tried to become more inclusive in society is still important because like, I don't want to repeat everything you said, but... um. Of course, there's certain things in Rocky Horror Picture Show that we wouldn't necessarily accept or we don't want to accept nowadays. However, for example, Tim Curry, who, as far as I know, is a straight man, who, by the way, started off his career basically with Rocky Horror Picture Show. He wasn't already famous, started off his career with that image and really, I want to say embodied the character but what I mean by that is it's not like afterwards he went on some sort of Twitter spree to say how much he regretted his decision. And I think that was still powerful and we can't forget that. And in comparison to media before that, it is a big step. So it's this balance between comparing it, but then also being like, yeah, OK, but it was still bad. So.
1: Yeah, I wanted to focus on how you should consume it if you decide that you will. Because you mentioned of Mice and Men and that it's important for literature, for history, and that you shouldn't cancel it. And I also don't think you should really cancel something. Uh, I think it's really frustrating when people or media is entirely canceled just because it's unacceptable in some way. Because I think that that's too extreme but anyway I think there's two ways to go about media that is somehow harmful and I think it depends on whether it's embedded the way it might be in the Rocky Horror Picture Show which I haven't seen unfortunately or as uh, you mentioned with Blade Runner where there's one scene that's really not okay but the rest of the movie is not involved in that because in the case of Blade Runner it sounds to me like you could just cut that scene. And I think, I would call that like partial cancellation or something like that. And also in Pippi Longstocking, there's a lot of like, every time they mention black people, it's extremely unacceptable by today's standards for sure. But it's not at all relevant to the plot, if you wanna say that Pippi Longstocking has a plot. And you could totally cut that. And I know they have done that with other movies like Fantasia, I think, if that's the name of that, where there's other scenes, also black people being depicted weirdly, and they just cut that. And I think that's a good way to do it. But if you can't do that, um, for example, with Of Mice and Men, it sounds like, I think it's just important that you discuss it and that you say, if you're, for example, a teacher, that you don't just hand the students this book and be like, read it, but that you say, this is not okay anymore. How was it back then? And that you have a real discussion. Or if you're a parent with a young child, that you explain to them, we don't say these words anymore. We don't talk about people. We don't look at people this way anymore. And that you just distance yourself from it.
0: Okay, thank you all of you for those interesting insights. We'll be moving on to the next question, which is, should we stop consuming these books or movies or whatever the form of media may be? So I agree with your point that uh, you really have to make sure that especially younger readers or consumers are aware how offensive the language in these media books, films, whatever might be, because otherwise they might not realize that this language is totally outdated um, and use it themselves to not intentionally be offensive, but still being unacceptably like offensive. Um, so I think you can't discredit the whole work, but you have to make sure that everyone knows that this is unacceptable from today's standards and views. But as long as it's discussed, I think that you should not stop consuming these media because you can still learn from the general idea, I guess, or enjoy the book or film, even if there is outdated views in there.
4: Personally, I think that there's a lot that we can learn, especially through films from years prior because i think that whether it's a story that's written or a story that's like in a film format there's a lot we can learn from it because it encapsulates a time period and an opinion or like a view um, i think it's unfair to certain works to hold them especially as like they go further back to a today's standard because it kind of dismisses the work i'd also like to talk about how there's a lot of like directors who go to certain extremes. You mentioned Blade Runner and the extreme that is like the rape scene. And yes, it could go without it. But I think like when directors choose to go towards these extremes, it's for like in the example Blade Runner, like it's to elucidate and to emphasize like a certain character an aspect of their character like that they're controlling or things like that in Taxi Driver by Martin Scorsese he puts himself in the film and puts himself in like the back seat of the taxi driver and says like the n-word and talks about how like disgusting they are and like it contributes to the whole view and like the message of the movie about this guy like in a filthy environment and it was made in like the 80s so it represents like that time period and I don't think that we should look to learn from it but I think we should look towards it and just like see it as like art and see that it like shows that time and that the views during that time.
5: I think there's also it's really interesting to look at media that was made in the past towards children versus media that was made for a, a older audience and how that can change how you would want to censor that. Personally, I think that media that was catered to younger children should definitely have a disclaimer or something of the sort before being shown to the audience because i know that there's also films when i was little that i watched that definitely had racist undertones or sexist undertones and i definitely didn't pick up on it looking back i see that that was in there but i just didn't notice of course because i was so young and so for those films that are for an older audience i think Those should also have a disclaimer. I don't know if we have to go to the extreme to maybe take out the scene, but I do think that should be considered maybe a little bit more seriously for the younger audience films.
0: Yeah, to your point of disclaimers, Disney recently um, on many films that like, yeah, have sort of very racialized or very negative depictions of different races and stuff have put a disclaimer before the film, whether it's on Disney Plus or wherever, wherever you're watching it, the disclaimer reads this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures these stereotypes were wrong then and are now rather than remove this content we want to acknowledge its harmful impact learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe and then they have like a link to where you can learn more about it and i thought this was really interesting because yeah their point about like not removing those aspects of the movie, whether it's like parts of a song in Aladdin or, you know, certain scenes in like Aristocats or Peter Pan or whatever, many movies that have very negative depictions of people of various nationalities and races and rather just, yeah, acknowledging them and saying that they're wrong, but not necessarily trying to hide them and hide the history of racism in, you know, Disney's company, for example. And so, yeah, in general, I feel like we should still be able to consume these different movies or books or whatever they may be, but I feel like there are certain situations in where it is appropriate to censor certain parts of the book. Like, yeah, an example that's already been brought up is Pippi Longstocking, you know, a book that is specifically for children or like I think Die kleine Hexe I'm pretty sure is another German book that also has a part of a chapter where like yeah black people are called the n-word and stuff and so then I feel like when it is for an audience that you know has very little idea and probably isn't quite ready yet to understand the nuances behind these things I honestly do think it's appropriate to then censor it to a certain extent maybe when they get older you know they can learn about how what the original was like but i think yeah for such vulnerable audiences we really need to try and not yeah teach them that type of language and those portrayals when they aren't quite ready like um, not old enough to really understand the whole situation
4: just a quick question you mentioned like how Or I guess the question is surrounding how, like, media and, like, those films or books specifically can censor things. Like, because we're talking about how kids are susceptible to, like, learning this and maybe bringing it, like, further because they don't have, like, the right idea or aren't educated. But don't we think maybe that their parents, if they are children, will... Like I think we're pointing a lot of fingers towards like the media and what they should do, which I think is fair, like they should acknowledge what they've done wrong, but don't you think that like it's not all of them? there's also like parents and like I think that they'll also do a pretty good job in the educating of differences in topics.
5: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because that also brings to mind that it's not only the I guess people behind the movie that have some kind of control over what's coming out of the film, but also the parents of who's watching. And I mean, the viewer themselves. So if let's say the directors or whoever decides not to take out or censor or maybe put a disclaimer for their problematic film or media, then you as the viewer, you can still make the active decision not to watch it. You can also, as a parent, inform yourself about the film that you want to show your kid and you make that decision for them. I mean, if they're still young, I, in my opinion, have the authority to do that.
1: It's a good point that kids are not watching movies and reading books in a little isolated room with no one else to explain it to them. However, I think that there are children who will randomly watch a movie that happens to be older, like Aladdin, for example. My Turkish friend would always complain about it because there's some really nasty depictions of Middle Eastern people or just stereotyping, which is really unfriendly. And somewhere there's a child who's watching that alone and then not talking to their parent about it. Maybe the parent doesn't even know, doesn't realize that there's something in there that's offensive, and that child might not even show that they have incorporated this into their brain. And then later, it might come out in some unpleasant way, or the child might just be more willing to accept that kind of uh, view Of people and I think it is appropriate it's definitely appropriate for the makers of the media to put some kind of warning or to change it or at least to explain it somehow and to offer some kind of comment because you cannot rely on the parents in my opinion to do their job because sometimes it's just not possible and it's important enough that you shouldn't rely on the parents.
0: Thank you. This was such an enriching discussion, and there's so many more questions that we could get to, but we might have to save that for another discussion or maybe another episode. Thank you so much for contributing, all of you, and yeah, we'll catch you next time.